Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Jimmy Buffett headlines PBS as a Capital Fourth concert on Independence Day. I spoke with Buffett when his musical Escape to Margaritaville hit National Theater in 2019. It's an absolute honor to have you here. Oh, well, thanks, Jason. It's nice to be back in D.C. And look, I brought the weather. <laughs> yeah, we needed it's it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave feel, it for you. Yeah. We think of all your Parrothead tours and your, your concerts and everything, but when were you like, I want to try this this on stage? Well, I will tell you a very funny story because it started right here in Washington, D.C. And it was a friend of mine, uh, the great Jack Boyle, legendary Jack Boyle, who ran Cellar Door Productions and had the Cellar Door in Georgetown, mm-hmm. believed in me before anybody else years and years ago when I was a solo act. And, uh, you know, and he brought me to uh, the D.C. area, and we started working, and as things went, you know, in those days, it was kind of like minor league ball. You started in club level, if the promoters thought you worked your way up to opening act, and then if you were good enough, you'd headline. To the well, show. That, yeah, that <laughs> happened to me here over you know for forty years, I guess you know, and there are memorable, memorable days of uh, of uh, Meriwether Post in the old days, and now we do. But we're we're always touring in this area. It's always on our our, our map. But Jack, at one point in time. Uh, we were talking about it because he was a great fan of Herman Wilkes, and Herman Wilkes lived in, in Georgetown at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that said to me, Jack Boyle said, you know, you ought to, you ought to look at Don't Stop the Carnival uh, as a musical. He said, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a group of people that just love that. And, and I knew about it because at that point I was, I was living on my sailboat down in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and, uh, and everybody had that book on board. So... It was Jack Boyle who kind of came up with the idea of a musical. Well, it turned out that we did that musical with Herman Wolk, and I wrote it was the first musical I did. We did Don't Stop the Carnival. It played in Miami, never made it to Broadway, but it was one of the great experiences of my life. And, and from that, people that went to that show are investors in this show. That's awesome. There's a DC tie that no one even knew about. (laughs) Awesome. It's a breaking story, Jason. (laughs) Jack Boyle was the first one that did it and and gave me the idea to go. And I chased and I found Herman Woke. And, you know, he didn't know who I was. I didn't know he was still alive. And and I went to visit him. And and a day later, he wasn't doing anything. So he wrote the libretto for that show. And I did the music for it. And uh, as I said, that spawned my interest. And and I, I, I love musical theater because my mother was a, a, a great local performer in Mobile, Alabama, where I grew up at the Mobile Theater Guild. So I would go to shows with her. And, Do you have uh, any favorites as a kid? Oh, South Pacific. Oh, well, of course. I should have known. Dites-moi pourquoi la vie est belle. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so 
You know, it is. It's nice to come full circle. And plus, Jack was so good to me in the D.C. area to, to give me a break here to play the cellar door in those days. And I still have, I've got a $300 check that I never cashed. I don't know why I lost it at the time. I sure as hell would have cashed it in those days. But somehow it wound up, and it's like sitting up there. That was that was for a week at the cellar door. Oh, you yeah. had it framed for a while? Yeah, yeah. I guess I still have it framed. Yeah, Somewhere. it's up there. Yeah. No, it's in my office. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. All right, so th- that's great. So you're doing so you do this other musical um, down in, in um, mm-hmm. Miami, mm-hmm. The Carnival. Um, and then how, how do you bridge that into this one? You say, okay, well, now let's do sort of kind of like a greatest hits yeah, uh, version. Well, some of our producers and good friends who are from South Florida got together with – they connected up and came to me through a series of people that I knew in New York going through the process and presented me with the idea of doing it, and I liked it a lot. And then and then my dear friend and co-producer Frank Marshall kind of was, was there to shepherd the process, and, uh, and we went for it. <laughs> and you guys got um, a couple Emmy-winning and Emmy-nominated writers to write this thing yeah. with you. Um, how, what was your, how much input did you have with them story-wise? We'll get to the music in a second, but yeah. the, the basic premise, you know, we're at a, a bar in the Caribbean. You know, how much of that was you or how much of them is, you know, bouncing notes off you kind of a thing? Well, you know, it, all most of the songs that I write are autobiographical. Some of them are made up. It's, it's, I never <laughs> tell what's what. But, you know, having that much material out there that has affected people – uh, that that I know in, in a positive way, to, with a little uh, you know release from the from the tediousness of daily life. Uh, I was so lucky to just get that job, when I, and then wound up in Key West, Florida, which accentuated the pro- accelerated the process of writing about places that I liked and being there. And all of a sudden, you realize that that, that was in every culture, and, and, and everybody needs those couple of days off. And I was lucky enough to kind of put my thumb on that pulse beat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And so when the writers came along, it was very important that they were part of that uh, group of people that not, that we're basically parrot heads for, for you know that terms around kind of coin right. but there's different levels of parrot headism I would say oh, yeah? what do you call yeah. the different tiers what, uh, you know. I, well I don't know what the different tiers are but you know <laughs> well, let's see uh, well <laughs> but there's well it depends on costumes and then things of that nature but as a child of the Mardi Gras I love costumes and that was another part of it that you know it felt like, you know, I'd always wonder why we were getting away with this in the you know, in middle America. And I realized that it was like based on my love of Mardi Gras and you had to have a couple of days off. So <laughs> when we got when we back to the writers, it was important that that music was a part of their lives, not that there was a writing assignment. 
they had to be authentically from the authenticity world. was one thing that was absolutely important so then you get to the music and i it was like they knew the songs enough to then tr- stitch together a story based on the songs they thought and you know it's all just it's it's recognition and it's energy you got energy up energy down and that's the way you, you write a, any show you know you want to take them to the highs and lows and and they basically took the songs that really they liked the most and thought could work in the show and that's you know then they came to us and they put it together and we went yeah that sounds pretty good and <laughs> i never thought of all those songs coming together in 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 even an album you know sure. the songs in the show would have never been you know they come from years of work but uh when you hear it all put together and stitched into a show it works right. That's yeah, right. and the highs and lows. You know, you get yeah. fins, and then you bring them down. Five o'clock somewhere is a little yeah. down, and then yep, bring it up and down. Yeah. Um, give us the little the the premise really fast of you know the main character, and you know I want I want that. Well, it's you know he's he's me in a way that yeah I did the same thing. You know, you you have if you have any love of the Caribbean or if it enters your you know and I, the line that came in later, and I'm, I don't think I'm giving it away, but there's there's a whole scene of the of the the girl. Of, that he's interested in is starting to ask him questions that make him nervous and about why did you come here and, and it's a great little speech but at the end he starts giving all these answers and he went the cold and you know <laughs> yeah. and that was that it for me sometimes. it was that for me the cold that's why i went to key west florida to get get warm <laughs> and so that's a universal theme as well so the main character rides that and then there's a uh a, a, a Two, girl, two women on vacation her best friends and they happen to wind up in Margaritaville one is one is uh, very carefree the other is, is kind of a, a stick in the mud and she's uh, work work works her thing and she doesn't lighten up but eventually the uh, the margaritas and the sun kind of change her attitude <laughs> and awesome. her attitude exactly so uh, and, and it kind of go and then you've got great characters that again you know the the books that I have written are all you, Mark Twain said you write what you know about so I've spent a lot of time on a boat in the Caribbean or flying around and I love it and I love the historical uh, uh, past of all of those cultures from Europe kind of coming together in this in this Callaloo stew pot of, you know three thousand miles away uh, and what came out of it it's you know some good some bad but it's an amazing thing and fun was always part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the few people can claim that, that, you know, that you said you got your your finger on the pulse of it, that but you created a whole genre. I mean, Bill Monroe, Bluegrass, you know, yeah. Chuck Berry, Rock and Roll. But for you, you're that whole island sound, you know, I mean, we had the Bob Marley's and the like. But, yeah. you know, but you did that whole, you know, trop rock, I guess. I guess uh, so well. You got Kenny Chesney and everyone else imitating it. Well, now. it's kind of extended the fact that I'm doing stuff with Kygo now. Oh, yeah. The DJ said <laughs> so that's Tropical House. Yeah, they, it's a lot of fun that. You know, it's still it, it's wonderful to see that there's still fun in people's lives because you know that it, it's it, it keeps us civil and yeah. it keeps us. Uh, Final question, really quick. Um, it's called you know Escape to Margaritaville. The, back to the song itself. Mm-hmm. I love the progression of the narrator taking responsibility. You know, it's oh, it could have been my fault. Yeah. Maybe it was my fault. It's my own damn fault. How'd yeah. that come to you? Catholic Jesuit guilt. <laughs> That'll, that'll Mayor Cooper. <laughs> Mayor Cooper. Mayor Maxima Cooper. Yeah. Many pop tops to step on there. But all right, cool. How excited are you going to be yeah, to see it on I'm scene? very excited. It's like minor league ball. You know, I'm, yeah. I love baseball. It's just like seeing everybody at that level. 
and and it's always part of the process of this is where you start if you want to try to try to go the whole distance and I was lucky enough to make it that way and I, my biggest thrill would be if kids that start in this show have that same experience hopefully it's a home run sir thank you thank you very much appreciate Jason. it Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.